Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another Romeo Carey podcast. This would be a excerpt from, actually, it's not an excerpt. It's the complete screen test for Timothy Carey that went to the director of the film Godfather 3. And it was for the title role, which ultimately went to uh, Eli Wallach. He was reading for, uh, the screen test was for the role of Don Altobello. And so Timothy Carey went about putting together a screen test in Timothy Carey fashion. That means he, he got a hotel, uh, secured a location, uh, costumes, cast. Uh, in the cast were some very interesting, really some heavyweight uh, performers. One in particular was uh, Robert Miano, who we know from Donnie Brasco, Fast and the Furious, uh, did a lot of, you know, hundred, at least by this time, a hundred feature films. He plays a, a role in this, and you'll hear him. Also in this, I weaved into the screen test something that I put together. Uh, and mind you, this was from 1990. Uh, I made part of this into a documentary, and in the documentary, are some you know is another group of really acclaimed uh, uh, casting director Michael Fenton. Mike Fenton cast everything in Hollywood from from Aliens to to Back to the Future, Chaplin, Inner Space. It goes on hundreds of films, TV. What a great guy! I also did a, an interview with him for the Timothy Carey documentary. Alongside him in this uh, podcast is John Flynn. John Flynn was one of those kind of directors who did some really outstanding work, but I think his total total work was about 16 films, one of which was The Outfit. The Outfit uh, starred uh, was it Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall, Karen Black, Joe Don Baker uh, also starred Timothy Carey. And uh, in that, he also had uh, the one of his favorite actors. My dad's favorite actors was Emil Meyer, Emil Meyer, something Meyer. The same the guy who was the priest in the the uh, Pads of Glory film, the Stanley Kubrick film. Anyway, uh, so what uh, John Flynn also did the Defiance film with Sylvester Stallone. So anyway, this screen test, the story goes, and you'll hear it in the in this uh, podcast that Timothy Carey was basically had secured roles in Godfather One, Godfather Two, but set of circumstances kind of put him. He'll explain it in this, which is nice. You'll get the full kind of story as to what transpired and kind of the antics of Hollywood, how things never quite go the way you think they will you know hollywood's a, a very strange strange place you got to ride it for all it's worth but uh so this is it uh sit back enjoy a little bit of timothy carey's final directoral uh presentation of his godfather screen test and he changed the name from godfather to godfarter because he was working on his play, The Insect Trainer, at the time, and he was inspired by that title. And it went to 
uh, Coppola, and Coppola really enjoyed it, but they couldn't work out a deal, so Eli Wallach ended up playing the part. So without further ado, the screen test for Godfather 3, the role of Altobello, performed by Timothy Carey. Ready and action. Twice I turned down a Godfather because all I just would have been doing was making money. Welcome to the Azor Palazzo. When do we see you? A few times. <laughs> A few times. And do it. And in one year, you all will be able to retire safely in any country you choose. A toast. Boca Lupa. Salute. Yeah, you know how to put an asshole in suspense? That's okay, I'll tell you later. <laughs> the moment the fart is first felt, accompany it with a vigorous <laughs> Waiting for speed? Come on. And? 
Okay, ready and action. Welcome to the Azor Palazzo. Don Altabello is here. Father's foundation. In the name 
and the spirit. It's okay, I tell you later. <laughs> oh, that joke is no good around here. Oh, shit, that's joke. Well, okay, I'll give him another one. Wait, Jesus Christ. Me and I got one. Better to scourge in a crowd. Wait, wait, no, no. Oh, okay, okay. Hello, <laughs> Allora. When this deal is completed, we will control five billion dollars worth of real estate. Most of it in Europe. Beyond the reach of the authorities here in America. Tutto è giusto. But for such a price, risks must be taken. Leave it to me. Okay. I will take full responsibility. Prima, well said. Rely upon you, uh, absolutely. It's in uh, your hands, uh, completely. But uh, when do we see uh, from the sky? A few times. And few times in doing this. And in one year, you all will be able to retire safely in any country you choose. A toast. 
colocar no Tenta. Salute. He was set to do The Godfather, the original Godfather. Twice I turned down The Godfather, because all I just would have been doing was making money. And, you know, money should never be confused with true wealth. No, not the bad. God, boy, we're on stage, help me up. Someone should help me up the curve a little bit. You, Oscar, he should help you a little bit. I'm not giving you a hundred fucking bucks, is that? not the bad. Yeah, okay, tell oh, the rest. I'm waiting for you to say corner fest. Okay, I'll call my name, no my name. And action. Donald the Bell. Corner fest. Strange It's so funny, this guy is a wonderful fellow, Leonard Montana, Leonardo Montana. And I met him a few years later, you know, he knew what happened. And he said to me, there's a guy, a little Kai Flurry, he's a wrestler, really. He said, Tim, hey, Tim, I need a shot, Tim, I need a shot. I said, <laughs> said Leonard, I gave it the Adam Bomb, I gave it the Godfather. And I asked him, how'd you make him? I made it 150,000, 150,000. Well, me, I would have made, you know, like a million dollars, and I probably would have kept on working and working. Michael will never go to war. We are gunners. He's a Bah! He has more money now. Why can't I get my father? He has a ten times more money. That is more money. Shit! Then they wanted me to play chieftain in The Godfather 2, and which I turned to me, I did want to do it, but I just asked for so much money that they wouldn't give it to me, and I just, then we didn't do it. Tim acted as, as his own agent, probably the biggest mistake he'd ever made, and he kept wanting a bigger trailer, <laughs> and I guess Coppola then said, you know, it's too much, I can't deal with this, and so Tim said, oh, God, you've got to call Francis, and, and, um, and I'd met Francis a couple times, so I called him in San Francisco, and and I said, you know, Tim is very upset that, that you've cut him from, from The Godfather. Kobe gets cursed in every part of that son of a bitch. Coppola said, oh, you know, I, I couldn't, he, he was his own agent. I couldn't, I couldn't meet his demands. We were doing Godfather 2, and he came to see Francis, and he had the pistol with him. He wanted more money. He wanted star billing. He wanted a big, the biggest trailer. He wanted a bigger trailer than Pacino. He wanted, <laughs> so I said, and I said, oh, I'll think about it, I'll, I'll give him a call. Son of a bitch! 
Fred and Jane and I had a little office just across the hall from Francis. And I remember I went and I got Timothy out of the reception area and I brought him in. And I brought him in to Francis. And of course, Francis knew him. And uh, I, I thought that Francis was alone in the office. Yeah, for sure, $1 million. Well, this is a big donation. You know, it isn't every day a million dollars, but you know, now the whole thing changed. Now you're off guard completely. Now, you know, you trust me, $1 million, you know. You hold the eyes. Okay, we're ready. Was Scorsese in there? I didn't know that he was sitting in the room with Francis Copeland when I killed myself. I, I, when I reached down, Romeo was there. He's a kid then, and I reached down into the box of Babas and I shot Coppola and shot myself. Did he have blanks in the gun? Yeah. <laughs> he did? Very young for one hundred million dollars, you can't kill one man. Shame. But I just didn't want to go because I didn't feel like going to New York. It didn't, it didn't have a dressing room for me. So the, guy, the guy that really ruined it for me was, it wasn't Fred Roos, it was the producer of that show. Okay. It was always about money, you know. Oh, I can't pay you this. I, mean, eh, I didn't want. It. I'd rather do tweets, ladies of Pasadena. I enjoyed doing that. <laughs> well, that was pretty good. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I'm here at the front. Hold. What is it? What is it? Scoreggio. What did you say? Scoreggio. Because getting in, in with that affluence is a, is a trap. If you accept that trap, you're going to just be a commodity that just works for them, and, and you make all, you just make money. I lose my wife. I, I got so much money, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do so I knew that. I knew it was a pitfall, although I wanted to do it, but I made it so difficult that they had to get someone else. He's still alive. Fuck. Makes things too much more complicated. You young people, for one hundred million dollars, you can't kill one man. Shame! A man panicked. He was supposed to empty the gun. Coriolanus. Ah. Never forgive. No matter what they pretend. Michael will never go to war. We are Gundam. Kija Bayou. Bye. He outguns us. Motherfucker. Let's pick it up. Oh, let's pick it up. Okay, I'll take it. Um, right for me. Say the line there for me. Okay. Things have gone too far. No, no. Michael will never go to war. Go ahead. Oh, I'm ready and... No, just say it. I want to do it before. No, I don't want to wait for him. I want to do it. I want to rehearse it. Go ahead. Action. And I shot Coppola and shot myself. And all the babbers went splashing. 
And Fred Roos, I fell on his table, and all the papers went all over the, the room. It was beautiful. And Francis got so frightened that Francis called security, and they escorted Timothy out of the building. I mean, it was nonsense, but if they made a Hollywood fable out of it, and for what reason, even to this day, I still don't know. I mean, Timothy would no more have, have hurt Francis than, than he would have jumped off a cliff without a parachute. It was all bogus. I staged the whole thing. It was beautiful. And, and Copeland said, how much do you want? How much do you want? He couldn't, he couldn't wait. To, and, I, and then when he found out how much I wanted, then the other guy went to work. You know, the other fellow is sort of a, a money addict, you know. Uh, Fred Rue is a money addict. Uh, okay. He's a money addict. So. Ah! 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 Loud those songs. You got to be boom, boom, boom. I could have brought my own for that. Very beautiful. But you're laughing. I, saw. I think money is the last refuge of people who have been scared by life. That's true. That's all this. I had one guy tell me, I said, well, wasn't that show Minnie Moscow? Wasn't it great? Did you ever see Minnie Moscow? you ever see the scene I did in Minnie Moscow? Because John Cassavetes. You know what this guy told me? This buffoon, intelligently, he was a buffoon. He, he didn't make any money. You know, that's what it comes to. Yeah, it's, you know, it's absurd, you know. That's all. That's why I never really liked it. But I, I put it back. I want more money than they want, you know. So I, I just put it back because they hate that, you know. I had one guy come up to me. I was doing a movie. And he's dead now. A wonderful fellow. Come up to me and gave me a kiss. Gave me the Italian kiss, you know, but a good kiss, you know. His name was uh, Richard Castellano. He was the one who played in uh, Godfather. And they, they won him the second time, you know, and they screwed him up. You know, there's a guy there, a wonderful fellow, wonderful man. He introduced me to Coppola, and, uh, but he hated him. And he started to speak about this man called Fred Roos. His veins started to shoot up out of his neck. Guns that do not work for love. Okay, let's go. Blood rushed to his head, it looked like. It was just, uh, it's son of a rich, the guts of a bull. I'm going to kill him now. Ah! Oh, right on the set. He's telling me, Kobe gets cancer in every part of that son of a bitch. That's this guy, Fred Roos, because he would, he would be the one to save. When I was doing a movie called A Conversation, he wanted to put in a contract that I wouldn't, I wasn't going to be paid for the dubbing, but that I said to him, well, you're going to mow my grass then out front, Fred Ruse, the producer. And so he had a motor gas to put in the contract. So Coppola is, uh, is, is good, no question about it, he's good. And, uh, and he hasn't changed, he's still a humble guy. I've lost uh, all the juice. Ronald, can we have some people walking that day? Can they just, when we're shooting, if you can, when they're walking on the stone. We're still rolling. Okay, all right, all right. Ready in? Ah. All right, all right. Lost all of that, all the juice of you. I lost all the dust. When I wanted to work in Apocalypse Now, but uh, he didn't want me in that. I felt I would be good. I had an idea, a scene where I was going to be a, a member of the canine uh, group, and uh, I was going to pick fleas out of the dogs, you know, that I take care of in Vietnam. Chichi is ready. He ate the Corleone fast. The chance song. Rob a person. One of your own. 
what he will do for hundreds of million dollars. He gives me a uh, cup of tea, I'm a pepper. Who's the pepper? I thought it was a hell of a situation to put in there, but he wanted just you know drama and. <laughs> You know, he's, you know, he's, there's no one like Kubrick, you know. Kubrick would have went for that. If I said it, he would have went for that, you know, I think. Whatever asked the ship.